0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey, gang. Hello. Welcome back to Riverdale, gang, with uh, your hosts. We've got Chloe over there.
1: And Ryan over there. Yeah. same out people. on a couch. <laughs> We're both, yeah, we are on a couch together, in fact.
0: Watching television. Like uh, a good, relaxing weekday. Weekend. Yeah. What What is it?
1: Well, it is a weekday today, Ryan.
0: We're barreling forward into holiday time, which um really doesn't mean all that much to me in that I never have a regular schedule anyway. I was going to say,
1: I know what day of the week it is because I work nine to five. Hey!
0: I was going to talk about how that's a superpower of, like, constant influxes of money and future, future sight of what your plans will look like in the next week to few months
1: it's an illusion i'm paying off my credit card and i have no idea what my life is going to look like next year just like the rest of us (laughs) (laughs) um on that cheerful note
0: uh, (laughs) it was a cheerful holiday episode chloe
1: (laughs) well um um there's some really creepy stuff in this particular episode right um what else happened oh we wanted to talk briefly about the last Mm. episode actually ryan has been um, on the internet, as one often is. Lives. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> often lives. Um, and, uh, uh, apparently people had pretty mixed feelings about Buddy's striptease.
0: I wouldn't say there's mixed feelings so much as, um, a whole lot of negative ones. And, mm-hmm. um, I pr- particularly want to touch on that because, um, I think we took a, a much more positive approach on it. Our, our initial impressions, I think, although you hid... During that scene initially
1: I did hi um, <laughs> you
2: know
0: did. we weren't we weren't straight up critical there is still a dissection um so I think I would like to retouch on it because I think there is a really good critical commentary of it that um, needs some space and some extra voice and some discussion um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of I mean I felt that Betty was a little bit in it for herself mm. and I I'm gonna guess that like most of the internet didn't feel that way hmm. Am I wrong about
0: that? Uh, that kind of matches my my thoughts on it. Um, I think for a lot of people, um, the the just like straight guttural reactions dominated. For
2: mm-hmm. a lot of people, it just mm-hmm.
0: wasn't a good time to see a teenage girl sexually objectify herself in this context, even in a show that it you know, throws the right words to critique itself as a moment before and then goes ahead and does it anyway Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right like it's one of those things that awareness doesn't actually excuse an action um and the problems with that action of of creating and staging that moment choosing that way to tell the story um and i think for a lot of people it was it was just a a gut reaction of nope that's not what i want to see
1: Yeah, a lot of people walked out of Blade Runner 2049 for the same reason, actually. Mm. Or uh, not a lot of people. I know a couple people who walked out of Blade Mm -hmm. Runner 2049 for similar reasons. Like, I just don't want to see this right now. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. Mm
2: -hmm. I understand
1: that. Um, But I didn't have the same gut reaction that everyone else did, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was just, like, trying to excuse it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Like, maybe I was just like, oh, it's great that they're giving this character this sense of empowerment and this sexist moment. Like, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And I, um, similarly, I think I was kind of on the train that I sort of, we set ourselves up for last episode of focusing on the sex positivity at the top of the episode. Um, some really positive mm-hmm. events and, um, letting that scene fall under that same umbrella. Um you know, from being in a community that is very involved in the burlesque world, um, mm. where I, I don't read, um, a striptease as inherently misogynistic or, or sexual. Um, yeah. well, I mean sexual, but it's, it's not necessarily bad sexual or can often yeah, be Yeah, it's not necessarily male pastiche. gaze. But yeah, this... Straight male gaze. This one was straight male gaze, definitely. Um... But I, perhaps this shot, this episode, this scene was shot in a way that um, didn't respect that or, or embraced male gaze. Um, kind of in contrast to a lot of the, uh, the performance that I am privy to, that I get to see. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of this criticism came from people within the burlesque community hmm. who are very vocal on body positivity and, and sex positivity as well. Um, and I think that's, that's notable to me as well. Kind of where That's the criticism is coming from, and who has kind of intimate knowledge of the the, the goods and the bads of that sort of a, a, a world, that community, hmm. and that art form.
1: That's interesting. I guess now when I see women get naked in public, I just give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're in charge of what they're doing.
0: Mm. Um, slight tangent. Yeah, right.
1: Really? But,
0: um, just the, the, like, essay reading the day for me was, um... On account of Selma Hayek uh, oh, yeah,
2: dealing I didn't with read that, with but... sexual
0: harassment and abuse under under Weinstein, and um, the the most the standout moment for me in in that essay of of atrocious things
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that um, in the the outstanding film about Frida Kahlo that yeah. Hayek um, was a champion uh, of getting made as well as the Academy Award winning star of. Um, there is an extremely explicit, full frontal, lesbian sex scene, and there is. Yeah, um, it and why do you I, know, not, as, do as, I as a, not remember that? <laughs> well, let's have a watching party sometime because it's a spectacular film to see again for both of us. Are you sure? Uh, it was certainly discussed in the article that there was that there really was a rather scene. vivid sex scene.
1: There's several very vivid sex scenes, but I don't mm. remember one between two women
0: mm-hmm uh actually character that
1: they scene. they dance
0: yes the tango it's
1: they don't have sex Ooh. that i recall because oh. they're both like one of them's his ex-wife
0: mm. maybe we both need to watch again okay. but uh, anyway, anyway this new yorker article i think it's new yorker no. Anyway, maybe was was discussing sort of, this maybe, sex scene.
1: Maybe we sort of got some sort of censored version in uh, Canada. Oh, well,
0: that would be interesting. Anyway, um, one of the sex scenes, at least, it was uh, Salma Hayek discussed that this wasn't this was a way for her to save the project at a time when Weinstein walked on set and uh, like basically blackmailed or extorted herself and Julie Taymor that I want this scene in the film. If you, that's what I think it needs to, um, keep going, uh, to succeed. And so they did it. And Salma Hayek talks, uh, at length about having a nervous breakdown and having to take tranquilizers to film that scene. Um, and that...
1: I'm listening, I'm just it's, looking it's, at the lesbian sex uh, scene in, in the...
0: Yeah. Research is good. Uh, citations are good. I, uh, thank you for helping me find my citation, friend. And um, I guess why I why why this other than the fact that I just read this today s- jumps out as relevant to this conversation, is um, it's the it's kind of the Game of Thronesy argument of, um. Regardless of how well these scenes are shot and done, um, is this a story we need to fully stage again and again and again? Is this sexualized scene? Inherent to the plot, uh, is there a way to avoid putting actresses through filming these scenes? Um, is there a, another way to tell that story? Hmm. Um, because that that anecdote um, gets me, I guess, thinking about the experience of filming these and how how many um, sex scenes or, or nudity or, or these these components that may be thrown in administratively by producers or by male gaze people who might Mm -hmm. be overriding even the likes of Julie Taymor, um, a renowned A-list director. Um, and the issue of consent in our ability to, to, to sign up for these projects as performers, as artists, um, knowingly what we're getting into and those power dynamics. Interesting. Um, which is not, of course, to say that there is coercion going on in the Riverdale set. Like um they do a lot of a lot of sexually charged scenes. I think they do many of them well, but um that one stood out for for many viewers for its framing of sexuality, for its um I guess what it put Betty as a character through, um who it was for and I suspect this again the self awareness of calling out your own scene and then doing it anyway. Yeah. Is um is telling. Um it, yeah. it it didn't ruin the episode for me. I think it ruined the show for a number of people. At least in the short term.
1: That's too bad. Yeah. Um, I was just busy looking up Salma Hayek and I have no recollection of this scene in Frida. i just have zero hmm. zero recollection of it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's a distressing article. I just skimmed it while Ryan was speaking.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I don't. I wonder. <sighs> I don't know. I that that scene didn't offend me to the point where I will stop watching the show because so many other things have offended me about this show, mm. and I've stayed. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, full respect for anyone for whom that is the that is the last straw.
2: Totally,
0: because um, dark sugar trash is still trash. Yeah, we can like it and love it and hate love it and be critical.
1: You know why I don't? You know why I don't mind the scene? I just figured it out. Okay. Um, because we see, we see in the same moment how vulnerable this character is, mm. and how powerful she's trying to be. The scene, I think, passes judgment on itself. Mm. And Alice's reaction to that moment,
2: mm-hmm. we
1: see we see a reaction to it, and we see I don't really give a shit about just oh, I don't really care about Jughead's reaction to it, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because it's not his business, it's not his body, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alice's reaction and Betty just trying so hard in this in this sad sweet. Scary, scary moment mm-hmm. being naked and not completely naked, but who cares in front of all mm-hmm. these people is, um, is indicative of the experience, I think. I mean, I say that as someone who's only ever gotten naked in photographs, I've never gotten naked in a room full of people. I mean, I have, but in a highly <laughs> consensual situation, right? Um, so. Um, I don't know. I, I buy it. I like, I buy, she -hmm. seems like she's in, in pain to me and trying not to be.
0: Hmm. I want to posit the question, particularly as a, you know, as a writer, as someone who crafts these stories. You asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm asking the air in general, the, the on air in general too, but, um, but I, I, I'm curious your response in particular. Um. Of how else could that have been achieved?
1: Oh, you, right? it was a completely unnecessary scene. It didn't need to be in there at all. Mm-hmm. It legit did not need to be in there. There was no point mm-hmm. other than for Jughead to go. Oh, maybe my girlfriend's in trouble, and that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it was completely unnecessary. But given mm-hmm. it was there, that's my reaction to it. But right, I don't, right, right. I don't think it had. I don't think there was any purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. I I also find it interesting that they. Um, sort of zero in on, I guess, sexuality or sexual vulnerability or sexual exploitation, depending on how you approach it and look at it, as, as a breaking point. As a, as a yeah, line a bit not bit to tired. be crossed. It's a bit tired, for um, sure. Especially an episode after we hauled a bunch of drugs to Russian mobsters.
1: I know, it's a bit <laughs> tired. Um, a way more interesting scene, in my opinion, is mm. if Betty had had to do the initiation. And Jughead had had to watch that.
0: Uh, if Jughead had to punch her in the face,
1: yeah, that, that would be a, yeah. would have been a way more interesting choice. It
0: certainly would if, have pulled some tired gender mess out and inserted some much more contemporary gender mess. Yeah. that needs some dissection.
1: And also would have <laughs> created more interesting things in the plot because, like, mm-hmm. does Betty then count, does Betty count as a serpent now that she's done the sexy snake dance?
0: I mean, she doesn't have a tattoo. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Yeah, like... <laughs> it, it read to me that that was like the serp- the, the serpent's mole initiation, the like, the the gangster's girl. has got to do a snake dance.
1: Yeah. So what did Tony have to do? That's what I want to know, also.
0: Yeah. I assume she did the the punch in the face walk, but yeah, I assume that as well. Us no, uh, but maybe she had answers. to get naked. That's this whole set of problems, you know. Yeah,
1: well, maybe she had to do both.
0: Yeah, I mean... Ugh,
1: I know, I don't like it either. Hmm. <laughs> Another news, I figured out who Birdie is. Yeah. Jen Griffin or Griffith?
0: Oh gosh, I don't recall now. Well, anyway, be.
1: Birdie. Um, <laughs> I recognized her because she hosted a lovely um, fundraiser and play reading event oh. at PTC for um, plays written by um, black women in South Africa
0: was oh, spectacular,
1: and she hosted it, and she um kind of screwed up the land acknowledgment at the beginning. Bless her heart, but Oof. um uh she hosted it, and she played a very, very, very racist person mm. in one of these plays, and she was great, and uh it was a lovely evening. it was poorly attended, but it was it raised a lot of money despite being poorly attended mm. and um uh, the actors who were cast in it were just fantastic. Hmm. Pedro was in that, and Pedro Chamale, and... Uh, oh, what's her name? Ooh, she went to studio with a name and she's so good. I mean,
0: that's, that's a lot but of she's actors. She's so good.
1: <laughs> she's young. Oh, man, I can't remember her name.
0: If, um, if you're not kind of an indie Vancouver the- theater nerd... A lot of these words probably aren't registering too much for you. But Something
1: Harewood. Something Raylene Harewood, <laughs> maybe? Anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: To translate, <laughs> a lot of really cool people at an yeah. excellent um, playwrights theater center. Yes. Center. Yes. P- That's who Bertie T-C. is. Yeah. So,
1: she is local. We recognize her from life.
0: Hey. Hey. Riverdale is shot um, in, coming
1: in... Coming back to Riverdale... Uh, coming back to our province Our province hit the <laughs> The omelet hit the fan in BC This past week mm-hmm. I don't know if any of our listeners Actually care about BC politics But just on the off chance that you do
0: Oh boy <laughs>
1: We're we're feeling a little betrayed By the ruling party in uh, the legislature
0: right now They
1: said they would not pass Site C And they did And uh, we're mad
0: Yeah, politics are poli- Yeah, I, I, it was a good angry tweet week Alabama's not
2: Alabama's worst, doing great,
0: at least. Alabama's doing well, great in yeah. a quagmire, but I guess I gotta be—I gotta be grateful that this is the quagmire we get in comparison to worse. Alabama.
1: Well, it also just could be worse, anyway. Yeah. But Riverdale actually didn't go that badly by the end of this episode. There weren't a lot of could be worse in Riverdale this week. But let's watch it.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, jump yeah.
1: in. Silent night, deadly night. <laughs> all is calm, all is fright. <laughs> Round... Oh gosh, that's
0: actually the full name of this episode, isn't it? Essentially. No, the
1: first No, I'm I'm, I'm so, helping.
0: Good good, I'm good, helping. good good good. Uh what else? <sighs> uh,
1: silent night, deadly night, all is calm, all is bright. I'm going to press play. Round yon sir,
0: Ba-doom. Ah, ba- uh, <laughs> on Riverdale. Holy everything happens. So tender and wild. Are you still improvising?
1: Yep. <laughs> sleeping in a coffin. Okay, I give my <laughs> <I don't> own. <know.
0: laughs> All right. On point. This this
1: creepy picture of these men under the devil's hand. I find it creepy because it's so like plain and uninteresting.
0: Yeah, it's a real mundane serial killer relic. Yeah. So our previous our previous this week are are very much full plot summary, right? Like this yeah. is a mid-season uh, yeah. finale because that's the thing we do now in the world
1: you betty and archie we're gonna have heat and i'm oh, i got yeah. my christmas special thank you riverdale <laughs> <laughs> thank you riverdale
0: incidentally it is basically a horror film yes. but that's Christmassy, right it is that's reflective of a lot of people's christmas experience oh, yeah Yes.
1: Oh, man, I want Pop to do something other than smile. I feel like Mm -hmm. all he's done is look a little stressed and smile and smile and (laughs) smile and smile some more and then be cheerful. I want him to have something to do.
0: You know, to be honest, um, given the unfortunate plots of a number of our other adult supporting characters, like, I'm just going to be happy that Pop's is happy right now. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) And hope the Lodge shenanigans that uh, expanded a little this episode... Do not destroy him, too. Okay, we got a really great smile from Archie in this scene, in this coming moment, that we haven't talked about at all.
1: Yeah, it just seemed very... I've seen KJ App in a couple of interviews now, and that felt like a very out of character someone actually said something funny thing.
0: Yeah, that conversation around Pops.
1: Betty's scary dream. This was actually, like, a little distressing. Yeah. Also, Ryan called it. I thought, like, we were gonna get some plot about the older brother, Mm because they're all like, he's here, he's here. Instead... He said it was Black Hood Santa.
0: Polly's presence was just a little too unexplained and not like. Oh, I forgot what- about
1: that. I thought she was back.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
0: also, why is it this...
1: nighttime on Christmas morning?
0: <laughs> That's an excellent point, actually. That amps the creepy a little. This is straight the middle of the night.
1: Santa? She says so innocently. Ah!
0: And then Santa with a knife crawls over the couch.
1: I'm just going to let everyone know and say that I was very disappointed by the reveal of who the Black Hood was.
0: Mm, very disappointed. We'll get there. I'm not sold. He's the Black Hood.
1: Yeah, also that.
0: I think it was uh, a red herring.
1: But he's awake with the snow falling in the air. Notice how there's no snow on the ground, though, anywhere. It's Such CG everywhere. post Sorry. snow. Cheryl experiencing poverty Christmas.
0: Yeah, so funny. Under a chandelier. Experiencing <gasps> poverty under a chandelier.
1: Oh, I just realized something about something later in the episode.
0: Good, good.
2: Anyway,
1: not it's not
2: it? No about
1: about a certain Carol called. I saw mommy Christmas kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> so I thought Fred was going to end up with a drug addiction, and instead he's a prescription drug addiction, and instead he's experiencing what Americans express experience every day: eighty six thousand dollar medical bill.
0: Crippling medical debt. Oh boy. And speaking of debt, Veronica is Christmas shopping and overdoing it as such. Under, actually, I just clocked that she's under a smaller chandelier than the Blossoms. Oh. Yes. Goodness. Which, uh, which embarrassed millionaire are we at now? Yeah. Millionaire, billionaire, who knows what scale is.
1: I don't know. I think they're probably millionaires.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I was Just like thinking. several
1: millions.
0: Yeah, well, they still needed investors, so that's not full billions yet.
1: Yeah, I think even billionaires need investors.
0: So here's a lovely. This has been a lovely sequence of setup moments. Um, this is another episode that felt very filmic to me. Um, mm. I felt like there was a, a very well. a contained, complete, consistent, well shot look. Feel and pace uh, to mm. this episode. None of the script really fell flat for me throughout. Oh, I thought the die. I mean, there are certain plot points that I'm I think could have been uh, more fleshed out. Yeah. Oh but, man, this um, awkward Diana though. Sorry. Yeah, that's this is important. If you have
1: for a couples massage,
0: <laughs> Josie tried so hard.
1: Or your mom, <laughs> or I can go with your mom, says Reggie.
0: One day we'll get we'll get Reggie characterization other than, like, skeezy lines and drug dealing, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe?
0: He was sort of important in the original comics.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see if that actually becomes a thing. So here, this cute record. Betty and Archie having, having a little heat. Veronica notices. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Um... It was some... What was I going to say? I forget. Oh, here's Moose. Yay, he's not dead. And Reggie just does this cute thing where he goes and hugs him. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so nice. For a second I thought it was Kevin and then I was like, whoa. (laughs) Um, That
0: would have been uh, far too interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm glad Moose is not dead and proven to exist in the world still because um, even even though Midge is now permanently at his side.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you get shot with someone you kind of need to stay with them for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he can dump her and it'll be fine And they'll be good friends forever Because they've been through something emotional
0: Then we can explore on-screen bisexuality, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah That's totally on offer I believe in you, Riverdale
1: I just want an episode where, like, Moose and Kevin and Tony All sit around and talk about things Here's this creepy, creepy, creepy um, janitor, custodian Mm -hmm. Who, um... Like... Seems to know something.
0: Yeah. He has an ominous vibe to him, doesn't he? He does. Um.
1: And here's Archie and Betty getting so excited.
0: Mm-hmm. We're coming up on the end of sleuthing time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And these what two is the are next the, half of the standing be about. I assume everything that they didn't uncover about this whole secret.
2: I guess There's so. A
0: bunch of dangling threads. I am not sold. We'll get to it later, but I'm not sold that Peabody's actually going anywhere, even after the events of this episode. I am not sold that um, the reveals we get are the whole story.
1: That's possible.
0: Um, I liked that there was a perfectly mundane um, explanation in this moment. Uh, We're at right now in the office, Um, especially because the last couple of episodes, Betty's sleuths have had really actual mundane explanations, and she's been wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, But mm. she's going up with the same tenacity after the Spenson lead.
1: Man, all these teenagers are handling very maturely that they bought gifts for each other after, <laughs> like, before their breakups.
0: Except for Archie.
1: Archie actually didn't handle that. Like, what would you do if your ex got you a, a engraved watch that said that on it?
0: Oh, it's not that it was immature, it's just that he's the only one who didn't buy his ex a gift. Oh, yeah. Is what I mean. <laughs>
2: and then he, he gets one after.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... Except it's like... Of course, she bought him a fancy engraved watch. She will buy him a fancy engraved watch. In a few scenes.
1: She will. right now, Betty is giving to Jughead a very large present, which is revealed to us later, which is actually a very sweet present. Sweet. And he gives her this, like, Cole Sprouse curly smile. It's just <laughs> irresistible. Goodness me.
0: Is that a Cole Sprouse signature? Because that has been reading a, as an attempt at the whole Jughead half smirk. I don't know. Mm.
1: I like it, though. Well, yes. I was so hoping the watch was going to be w- worth a lot of money and he was going to sell it <laughs> to pay Fred's <laughs> medical bill. <laughs>
0: uh, a right proper gift the Magi knockoff. Yeah. Even a lodge watch is unfortunately not quite in for the five digits that
1: yeah that is five digits isn't it
0: Yep, yeah. high five
1: i never want to buy anything that expensive on a house
0: i never want to have medical bills like that also that horrifying concept
1: veronica they're doing a good job at like these Kids trying to be friends with each other. I wasn't able to do this when I broke up with people when I was younger. Hmm. I learned. And it was fine. Mm -hmm. Now one of my exes is my bestie, but still. It's like... Hard. Mm -hmm. Anyway.
0: I conveniently got to dodge most of this awkwardness through most of my young life.
1: Well, I dodged most of it in high school. It was all later. (laughs) Um, Archie just told Veronica about the bill.
0: Yep.
2: It
1: becomes important later. Yep. Here's this thing that gangs actually do, apparently. Yeah. Give back. Community service. They give back.
0: I mean, it's great on this show for acknowledging and recognizing that a lot of gangs are straight-up marginalized community organizations. Yeah. Um, Many of whom are actually just involved within the limited criminal activities of economic activity that's available to them.
1: Also, um... How, like, how much of a moral contrast is this, really? There's a sexy Santa woman on a bike, so what? you are here with us. I didn't oh. notice
0: that last um, time. What? Oh, uh, wow. Well, um, <laughs> it's gone now. Uh,
1: what is really the, like, moral, what is the moral contrast difference, really, between a gang donating money to their own community and the mm-hmm. Koch brothers buying, like, buying favors by donating to charity? Like, really,
2: mm-hmm.
1: one is legal, one isn't. They're both pretty elite. Morally reprehensible The end
0: <laughs> That is my That is my uh, Rant du jour
1: um, Evaluation of capitalism
0: Um. So Cheryl pops up for no reason here
1: I know And I this tree and this dude I don't really understand Unless this is some person This dude is some important person to Wait
0: like... that's not the dude from later is it? <laughs> I don't think that's the dude from later
1: What dude from later?
0: Um in blo- in Cheryl Blossom's plot line I, I don't, don't think so I
1: don't know
0: I, I, um I didn't quite understand where we were meant to be led with all of the lingering shots on Cheryl
1: I I don't know either unless like her contract guarantees her a certain amount of screen time every episode
0: Very possible um I I wonder if there isn't like one or two extra scenes that just got trimmed
1: Oh yeah maybe Yeah There's- yeah.
0: Missing momentum on the Cheryl Here's
1: plot. Here's this actor.
0: Oh, yeah. Officer. Things get bad for Juggy again, and the pressure is on, too. But what
1: I like about the way FP and Jughead's relationship has changed is I don't feel mm-hmm. like Jughead is vulnerable anymore. Like, he feels mm-hmm. a lot more in control. Mm-hmm. And FP, Spiffanies. Yes. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, these, uh, these faux names.
1: I wonder, like, what happened there? Like, I wonder if they just couldn't get something a couple of times, like, get the rights for something, and then just ran with it.
0: It does seem to be a lot. now. Yeah. I like it, though. <laughs> that, it almost reads like a bit of a comic book thing. Like, I wonder if that's, it's been a while, oh, but I, yeah, I'm wondering maybe. if that's just how they deal with brands in the comic book. Because I, I remember certainly a few, a few stories from the 90s that were, like, very pop culture, pop culture, and name names. But I'm not sure how brands work in the Archie world. There certainly isn't, you know, Pepsi Cola, unless it's an advertisement, right? Yeah. Um, And also, they're very specific about their in-world comic advertisements. So I wonder if there isn't Mm -hmm. sort of a, we will never say a brand unless we're paid to say it.
1: Yeah. Kind of. There's also that. Also, Veronica just whacked her dad below the belt, deservedly. Comparing yeah. <laughs> him and Fred Andrews, with Fred Andrews being the better father. Marjorie, her middle name's Marjorie. Interesting.
0: A la Terrell.
1: I've saved Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh man, Nana Rose this episode.
1: How how do <laughs> She basically tells her mom to get a job, which is like really charming. Uh, um fair. But I like how are they paying for all this?
0: This is they're land-rich, right? This is straight up their guest house.
1: Oh. Right?
0: But look That's at all my the things
1: in this guest house they could sell for lots of money.
0: Where? To whom? How?
1: The internet. This isn't Downton Abbey. Like,
0: Furniture doesn't actually retain that much value.
1: Look at those lamps. Those lamps have crystal on them. There's a grandfather clock.
0: <laughs> True. How would the Blossoms even know how to sell something on eBay?
1: Cheryl knows how to sell things on eBay.
0: I believe Cheryl knows how to do anything Cheryl puts her mind to.
1: Why is the house creepy? Suddenly,
0: trauma. Why is Al- better question? Why is Alice Cooper cheerily baking? Who is this really? Alice Cooper?
1: Oh, just in case there's a Christmas miracle.
0: Hmm. Yes. okay, So, there's a secret Santa gift for Betty. We know that the Secret Santa has already taken place. Alice knows there's a serial killer on the loose, and really should think twice about unsolicited, mysterious, unpostmarked packages left yeah. on, on the door. So
1: Yeah, especially if they're typed and not handwritten. Right. Um also, in addition
0: Mm-hmm. That's a finger.
1: I w- if the Black Hood reveal we get isn't the whole story, that means that the Coopers are still up for Black Hood title.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I especially with what we find out about Betty's grandfather, I am not sold that we are at all done with yeah. the Black Hood. But we'll get there in due time. Uh, so...
1: Unless Mr. Svenson was trying to protect them. Could be. From something and they shot him. Well, I mean, they don't, but they help.
0: Yeah. In In the meanwhile, um. let's look at the ethics of not immediately calling the police first thing when you receive a finger in the mail. That feels like a certain threshold to yeah. me. Yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like these kids have earned the right to be a little skeptical about the police.
0: Yes. And I feel like in someone's writer brain, this was maybe the payoff of... Betty making a false accusation against Sheriff Keller. Yeah, maybe. That isolation from, from authority um, even further, even if Betty wasn't already prone to do everything herself in law enforcement in Riverdale. But, um, <laughs> they better. Yeah.
1: The Sisters of Quiet Mercy better talk to us. I didn't know quite what was, hap- what was happening with the scene. Why is she mm. upset about them buying pops?
0: Um, I think it's just because they're hiding their business dealings from her, oh. right? Uh, specifically that they said they weren't, they didn't, that they made a donation. Oh, and
2: yeah. And then
0: they, intention- they intentionally misled her, is the affront that I got about Veronica's plot right now. The snooping in the desk and finding things her dad is still hiding, that her mom is yeah. still hiding.
1: Lock drawer. Wonder what's in that. That we'll find <laughs> out later.
0: <laughs> yep, they lingered over that for just a beat. What, what do they call it the glam 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 real
2: life is a
1: Fabergé egg
0: yes I didn't even realize that was trademarked
1: I I'd be surprised if it were well uh, you know what I bet it is actually
0: also what is the purpose
1: of a Fabergé egg yes status
0: yeah, yeah it's okay
1: what <laughs> is the only purpose of a Fabergé egg
0: it's like the it's rich status. the rich version of buying your grandmother a Hummel figurine
1: what is that what is what? A Hummel figurine.
0: Oh, they're super cutesy porcelain well, those... New Englandy things.
1: I only know about Royal Dalton. That's like my well, yes. Um, that's
0: that's just that's just the tea set that every grandma has and gushes about, right? From um, a certain generation.
2: Miranda and I found out that our nanas, our little white crannies had matching tea sets with goblin <laughs> spray flowers on them.
0: Oh, that's adorable.
2: It's excessive, but and yes, dogwood. I know.
0: That makes sense for <laughs> Miranda's grandmother.
1: Well, it makes sense for. Her... We're just gonna shop talk about our friends now. Um, we'll have oh, this conversation for
0: both. Oh, oh, your BC grandmother.
1: Yeah, it no, struck me very American, weird your, that if your New no, Yorker no,
0: American my, grandmother had a dogwood Prince my tea fifth set, generation there we go. Dogwood oh, is no, a sorry, is the, the BC flower, thing. and thus um, I was confused. But that okay. I follow. Over this fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Juggy and FP are fighting. Uh, this is a really good fight. I know.
1: I know. They're, these two actors have really good chemistry. I'm yeah. buying this. Uh, yeah. And, like, FP wants to do something nice to... Yeah. What do you want me to say? Oh, man, he's so mad at his kid. Like, he's just not used to... Like, he's good at being a dad a bit.
0: Yeah. Well, he's but, he, he did the thing last episode to take it all on himself. Yeah. And Jughead is not letting him do that. And that's...
1: But also, like, mm. I love... What I love about parents that we call, quote-unquote, bad parents is that mm-hmm. they don't have a filter over the thing that we're not supposed to say to kids, which is, right. like, be more reasonable, be more adult, be more... You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And I, am. Um, Jughead and his dad feel like a conflict that could actually be resolved if FP started telling the full story to his son.
2: Yeah. Kind
0: of I want to contrast it a little bit to the Lodge solution.
2: Oh
0: yeah. Um you know, both in both cases, a child and a father are negotiating inclusion in a criminal enterprise. Mm. Um there is a class distinction, obviously. Yeah. Um but also, it is
1: can I just interrupt? The kids are yeah. like like the kids are like getting their revenge. Anyway, on um, uh their kids are getting their revenge on Penny Peabody and it's just kind of charming that all these teenagers are like, we're gonna be real adults and they do something kind of horrendous. Anyway, you were saying Charming? Charming? I just, <laughs> I just like I don't know, <laughs> I get excited when young people do things even when it's illegal in the context of their
0: Yeah. Like yeah, if they were you know Smashing the windows in Trump Tower? Maybe I'd be enthusiastic. I, I don't mean, know. Like... Within within their within their circumstances, they're doing a brave, bold Gryffindory thing. I'll give <laughs> you that.
1: <laughs> Are they all being Gryffindors all of a sudden, instead of Slytherins?
0: In this moment, arguably. Um,
1: he's having a Luna Lovegood moment. He's the Ravenclaws yeah. is being Gryffindor.
0: And I
1: I, I, I see the charm totally a of
0: handsome young heroes, charming young people fixing fixing the problems yeah i tony is i like tony and tony grows on me with every appearance yeah. even with the occasional bit of clumsy dialogue i feel like i have more trust in tony the character than i have in every writer who gets to put a line in tony's mouth Yeah. but i i like her position in this show of ours Oh, and now we're with nuns.
1: Yeah, I liked this actor that they found to play this mother superior. Mm-hmm. If that's even a mother superior, she's not even in a habit.
0: Acknowledging the, um, you know, real-world weird... Creepy nun. ...implications. Yes, brief creepy, creepy nuns. But, um, of a nun giving confidential information on a child in care.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but we all know that happens.
0: Yes. And I think there's a particular horror trope of the creepy nun... Who forewarned the abuse and knew the di- the child was broken once?
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. Betty's
0: extorting them for violence against people in their care. Betty, shouldn't you probably pu- publish that anyway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Betty. <laughs> like good good extortion, Betty. But are these nuns still beating children? Is that, that where we're at? If so, please say something, Betty. Please, please do say something. Yeah, please
1: use all that self-righteous, middle-class feel. Yeah. Anyway, here we're finding out Joseph Conway might have picked the wrong person. What role? Which means that I don't buy the ending. Something happened. Something, I'm confused.
0: Yeah, there's more to this here story. Told in this here mid-season finale. When did mid-season finales become a thing? Even the terminology feels wrong. I know. We're getting a break. We're we're taking a break. That is normal. We're not doing a Christmas yeah. episode, Riverdale. It's
1: a pre-hiatus episode.
0: I really. This is the Christmas-ish episode. Is this is really I a Christmas a special. Christmas this is how
1: close Americans get close to Christmas specials.
0: Do they? Is I've that... decided. Okay. I've decided it right now. It ain't no BBC. That's a lot of drugs. But here we are on the Penny Peabody scene, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing Penny Peabody do something other than manipulate people into talking. Yeah, and I enjoyed um, Jughead being the Batman vigilante, bringing a crowbar and a gang. Like this was intimidating. Yeah, I enjoyed Sprouse's delivery on this. He felt.
1: Yeah, this is dark Jughead. I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it.
0: Yeah, he plays bright and charming with menace. Yeah. Quite well. Uh, and in a similar vein to Skeetle Rich, I think.
1: I love that she thinks she's dealing with children mm-hmm. and finds out that the children are big enough to deal. Ugh.
0: I I do think okay. they have no idea what they're the to I want the scene
1: that we don't get here. So here mm-hmm, are mm-hmm, Hermione mm-hmm. and... I just forgot his name. Hiram? Hiram. Coming in, being like... Be like, you did a thing with our credit card, and...
0: We're prepared to be um, angry parents. Veronica's like, yeah. <laughs> so that went through. S- beautiful, beautiful attitude from our dear Veronica.
1: <sighs> if you can afford to buy a pops, mom and dad.
0: I love that Veronica has a consistent pattern of... Punishing her parents with large purchases. My... <laughs> and then using it to I force a conversation.
1: I <laughs> wish I had that ability. <laughs> I'd just punish someone other than my parents because they're pretty great. Um, so he's all like, here's the deal. But I want to know what the deal is. If it's not illegal and it's a big deal... And he I, just filled his kid in, and he hands her a drink, even though she's not even a sophomore. I um, betcha
0: he's taking over mm-hmm. Riverdale. I betcha he's playing a full Lex Luthor Smallville, and, like...
2: Oh!
0: I, I bet... who are yeah, Who are the true cool. villains of this decade, Chloe? Real estate developers. Right. Consistent villains in every media and also reality everywhere. Sorry, real estate developer gang. If any of y'all are
1: but like, in the gang, but like
0: you know, you're evil, right? <laughs> you might not be evil. Your field is kind of evil. That's my bet. Hiram Lodge is a real estate developer.
1: Okay. Maybe he wants to buy the South Side
0: and redevelop and gentrify it. Oh God. Meanwhile, um, our South Side friends are flaying now. That's where we're at. We're flaying people. Yeah. That's... Not not
1: just not just anyone is flaying. Like Jughead is being like, "Keep your dirty business out of my neighborhood," and also, mm-hmm. I'm going to take your skin.
0: <laughs> Jughead takes the authority to excommunicate a gang member. Mm-hmm. That's a bold move.
1: It's a bold move, and also like, this is scary. Like this is a scary scene.
0: Yeah. This is menacing, and she realizes that they're young and stupid and bold enough to not care who she is. Or I, I do think. Ooh, oof. Ugh. I do suspect that, not just for narrative cleanliness, but I suspect that Penny Beebody is more connected than they're giving her credit for, yeah. and is going to escalate real hard. For yeah,
1: maybe even legally.
0: Her. She she is a lawyer, ostensibly. Um, Now we're back to grandma.
1: Yeah, and I love how Cheryl just like, as you were saying when we watched it the first time, just like lets them in and is like, oh, she never has visitors. I think it's because Cheryl's lonely and is like, oh, you're also visiting me. This is nice.
0: (laughs) This would be not the first time this season Cheryl has accepted an invasive line of questioning in order to have company. I like her in this moment. I like her often. I like her as well in this moment. Yeah,
1: I also love how when Archie says a man's life is at stake, Cheryl's like, oh, my family's up to something again. <laughs> <laughs> so a little glance down at Nana Rose.
0: I enjoy that Cheryl doesn't flinch or pause in the grandma's lynching story reveal. Um, this is so and important. And that grandma's biggest issue is that the boys excluded her from the lynching.
2: Yeah. <sighs> Thank you.
1: I bet that actor had such a good time saying that line.
0: So this is like a a mid-season pattern now, right? Because we had a creepy Grandma Rose reveal last Christmas-ish time, last mid-season. That time she was a little less lucid. This time she seems to really be relishing it and not mistaking Archie for Jason, so that's good. Um. Yeah. Grandma's a blossom through and through. Yeah,
1: she's also like, oh, I suddenly feel ill. She doesn't. <laughs> Your reindeer
2: games.
1: <laughs> Cheryl's just so great.
0: Oh, it wasn't uh, here. There's, there's a, there's a grandma one offline in one of the three grandma scenes. Is there? I think it's the next one. Hope oh. it's the next one. We get good grandma rose snark in this episode. I must say, I, I was pleased. Mm-hmm. Angry old ladies um, who give no so, give no flying question. Anything,
1: are Archie and Betty trying to make each other into Jughead and Veronica
2: right Ooh. now, or are they
1: like genuinely attracted, or is it both?
0: I I think the char- the the adrenaline of um, completing their character arcs was definitely a factor here. Yeah, regardless of what they think they want. From each other. Um, my read is they're just riding high on the hijinks.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah, this is like, this is a James Bond adventure kiss. Yeah. I'm not sold this is the Foundations. Although we got the Foundations earlier with the childhood book reference. Yeah. So.
1: And they're both, oof, they're all like, whoa! what does that mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Archie looks very windswept and along for the ride this whole episode. See, long lingering Cheryl shot. She yeah. watched them making out in the car. Cheryl knows things. Yeah. So are missing missing scene. scene? Because because it's gonna be revealed. It's later gonna mind. be next next two thirds of the season's plot. And Veronica okay. says, "I'm in." Also, Veronica Veronica can't keep a secret for more than like two episodes. I am sure when we get back, she's gonna be spilling this to one of the gang,
2: yeah,
0: real quick and getting them involved in something. Uh, something very illegal. As yeah. Hermione assures us, we're not doing anything illegal. That is how you know that we're getting into some illegal Puzzled television
1: deniability. Um, <laughs> so, oh, she, yeah, the medical bill, um,
0: a little extortion. Pride is a proud man, but in no, every you family. don't
1: need it anonymously. No one's going to know. It's fine. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> um,
0: also, pride is.
1: I think Veronica's going to turn into a. a class A manipulator like her parents and it's gonna poison her relationships and that's gonna be an interesting thing.
0: hmm My guess Notice my that she
1: says my says Baby a little like he's a, a boyfriend.
0: Oh Could yeah be. that's 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 um that's vintage Veronica Sling.
1: Oh yeah, never mind
0: as well. Um, um but yes she definitely said that as a power move moment of the diminutive um
1: here's here's this scene Oh, yeah. Between Jughead and FP, and they're like FP's being. This is what I mean. FP's all like, "You're not doing yeah. what I'm asking you to do," and and Jughead's like, "No, I'm mm-hmm. in control. It's not vulnerable."
0: I wonder in this moment, does FP have the the the? Is he intentionally withholding information, or does is he in his position as a father and a gang leader not recognizing that Jughead? Probably wouldn't do the stupid things if he fully understood the consequences.
1: I don't know. Like That's I think a good question. I
0: think he's still trying to protect Jughead, right? He's saying, "Don't yeah. be involved." Um, and I, th- I, this feels like one of those honest moments of if you just explained why. But unlike ninety five percent of the time that contrivance happens on television, I believe FP's reasons for not explaining everything to his son. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Arguably the last time that happened, Jughead wound up with a gang tattoo.
1: Arguably, but FP was in prison when that happened.
0: Exactly, and he talked to his son about his plans and what needed to be done, and it snowballed.
1: That's true. Betty's family, also
0: skeezy in historically lynch-mobby ways.
1: everything, everyone's good except, everyone's evil rather, except Fred Andrews. Yeah. And Molly Ringwald. Heard, uh, Dear Luke Molly. Perry and Molly Ringwald. I love that Molly <laughs> Ringwald's character is on a singles cruise, by the way, Rudale. That was hilarious.
0: Yes. Thank you for the healthy, happy, divorced couple who take joy in each other's friendship. Yeah. And now we're into the horror movie ending oh, with so the living grave. Remember I... when I was saying, yay, this is Tarantino-like. Okay, we're now into boo, this is Tarantino-like territory.
1: Yeah, but also I have a huge fear of being buried alive really after being being locked in a trunk not locked but like put in a trunk and having it been sat on as like a joke when i was a kid
0: oh not by an adult, by another kid that sounds and, like a stupid kid move um,
1: now i'm just terrified i just find it really scary because apparently that used to happen people used to get buried alive by accident because we didn't know how to tell them. people were dead in the old days hmm Anyway, so like I was just so ready for them to get this guy out of this coffin and then they, Boom.
2: they make
0: guys already out of the coffin
1: the hood, and then they make Archie get in it and they make Betty put the dirt on and oh, I don't like it.
0: But you called the resolution. You called it. Betty picks up a shovel. Oh, yeah. Also, I guess he's got a voice modulator in his mask.
1: I don't know. Maybe there's an app you can get on your phone. <laughs>
0: Sounds like an appropriate tie-in property. Um, I, I like Archie's hair a lot in this scene. It's a very oh, I find this cute really way stressful. of stressful. focus on Archie's pretty hair. That's
1: it's... why I grabbed your arm the first time we watched Aww. this. I was just so stressed out. Hmm. Oh, God. I would get shot instead of doing this to someone. Like, that's, like, I, I think, like, hedging mm. my bets. I think I would do that.
0: I, like... I I'm not claustrophobic. Um, I also suspect I would not deal well with being buried alive. That would be some <laughs> some grossness. Um, but also, like Archie's got a good couple of hours at least. Even if he goes into a full panic attack and starts hyperventilating, he's...
1: you run out of air pretty fast, though.
0: How fast though? Like maybe this is th- this feels like the sort of thing I need to Google up before I'm in a coffin. Uh... But, um...
1: Like, we need to change the subject now that Betty has smacked the Black Hood. And
0: fix the problem. Yeah.
1: I love how he runs off the Black Hood.
0: Yeah, well, that's... That's, that's weird. um, Yeah. That's not very Black hoodie.
1: Yeah, and that's... Yeah, and here's the gun. hmm And the gun, again, Archie is touching a gun and doesn't really use it. <laughs>
0: Spoilers. Yeah. Um, This is a very well-shot scene. Yeah, this, this is really incredible.
1: Yes, I agree. This yeah. is a beautifully shot scene. They... It must have been a cold shoot in the night. (laughs) Lots of running, lots of getting tired, slipping. Slipping? That was a real slip that just happened. Very good slip. KJ half a slip. Yeah. And And, uh, maybe he isn't the Black Hood. Maybe something else is happening here.
0: uh, Archie is such a protagonist. You know, it doesn't feel like we're in his head a lot this episode. And I liked this moment. Yeah.
1: It, I really it, wanted Archie to have shot him. Mm. I wanted that those stakes.
0: It feels very protective. Also, I
1: love that they make that look like a real gunshot. Like the gunshots throw you.
0: Yeah, they gave him some momentum. I enjoyed positive care Sheriff Keller more so after the shade that got thrown at him the last few episodes. Yeah. Um, as opinions on police exceptionalism and romanticizing these
1: yeah. gunny
0: moments, but uh, ex- it's still emotionally satisfying.
1: We've explored this particular police officer, though, in the context of this small town.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've decided and he, we like, like him.
1: Well, he screws up you on know. the south side, like he does with the mayor's ass and, like, rips all those kids out of their school, which is not okay.
2: Yeah.
0: He's and part he of a broken system, his, but he does legitimately body. save Archie from doing a murder in this moment. Yeah. A justified murder. A self Well, I mean, guy was fleeing an attempted murder on them. So a murder back is yeah. still probably a murder.
1: By the way, also, he picks up the, takes the gun from Archie without mm-hmm. gloves, mm-hmm. hands it to another officer without
0: gloves. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Keller. Keller's back on our
1: No, not that. Suspect. Just, like, no, but I'd he think... is
0: though, because if there are multiple people involved, like Svensson, yeah. we just shot dead and can get no secrets from. Yeah. Oh, then everyone's back on the naughty list. Yeah, I'm sad. I don't want Sheriff Keller to be m- yeah. murder, murder. We
1: did also just get a murder shot of Hal Cooper and Fred Andrews just kind of hanging out, chatting.
0: Truth, wait, and we didn't linger on that at all. What even are they talking about?
1: Who no, knows? <sighs> um,
0: it's not like they're friends exactly.
1: I love it. Um. Archie still calls Miss Grundy Miss Grundy. So
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> that's really kind of delightful.
0: Um, I like that okay. Jughead calls this out as an end of movie scene.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: it gives me a little extra enjoyment, given how open ended this scene is. This doesn't feel like a resolution to me, or a yeah. cliffhanger. But that also makes me ask the question: Was I hoping for a cliffhanger?
1: Kevin singing. Kevin singing. Important. He sounds really good.
0: Yes, they sound and good together. So is Josie.
1: Two. I know. I just we've seen Josie sing, and she always sounds good. She's yeah. always very, very good. I can't
0: hear Casey Cott's voice heavily in this arrangement. It's it's gone now, but I'm glad is it, it happened.
1: Is this, is this the Santa? Uh, yep. The tree. Yep. Oh yeah, it totally is. Is that the tree guy? I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> This is. It happens. God
0: rest you, Gentleman. gentlemen.
1: I know, but Cheryl just saw mommy <laughs> kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> I think. That oh,
0: works. yes, yes, it is. So this is
1: supposed to be Christmas Day.
0: Yeah. A little early. And everyone gets a little bit of happiness.
2: Yeah. FP tries to be a good dad.
0: You know what? On second watch, this is more Christmas, especially than I realized. Yeah. I oh, was. Oh,
1: I love FP.
0: FP is delightful, and Skeet Ulrich is a joy. Um, I love that. Jughead gets her Beloved, and that note suggests it's supposed to be some romantic thing, but Beloved is, like, a horrifying tale of slavery and infanticide and ghosts. Well,
1: he also says, like, but, thank you for introducing me to your favorite writer.
0: Yeah, if it were if, it were, if it were any other yeah. couple and any less, like, deeply lit, nerd, indulgent character, I would believe it was A Stupid Oversight, but that's actually a, a cute book for Jughead and Betty to be romantic about. Yeah... But yeah, it's Something it's an interesting with choice.
1: hair in this scene,
0: yeah, it feels like a mature look. It's very pulled, kind of pulled back and flat. It's not a lot of volume. I don't know.
1: That is an unconsensual kiss you just laid on Archie. You should ask differently.
0: Yes, agreed. She did make You're relationship so good. assumptions. <laughs> Someone You're
1: in my life has said that to me. You're so good.
0: <laughs> it's also a layered statement, given that he just made out with Betty last night. But here we are.
1: Yeah. I I think she's saying that because she feels like she has to. And because she doesn't want to lose him to Betty. That's what I think. snow. no!
0: I, I think Veronica thinks she means it.
1: Photographs in the bushes. Basically.
0: Maybe that's what Cheryl's up to.
1: That'd be cool. Hmm? Cheryl becomes a new narrator for Riverdale, takes over from Jughead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I no, I'd watch it, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm here okay. for that. And then Betty starts burning her evidence pile, but something doesn't feel right in Betty Cooper's intuition and we, the I audience, want, are with her.
1: I want Betty, Betty Cooper to become Thelma and Louise at the same time. And become some sort of Riverdale terrorist.
0: When you started that sentence, I thought we were <laughs> making a Scooby-Doo reference. <coughs> but no. of course, that's Velma. No. <laughs> I, I Because I believe Betty Cooper could also be both Betty and Daphne. Oh. At the same time.
1: Ah. <laughs> I meant someone, Louise.
0: I, yes, and you said that. Entirely, that's just.
1: Oh, look at the... Lily Reiner is giving this. I'm evil, secretly evil. Something's up. Ooh, okay. So, uh, glittering collar. So many glittering collars. The truth. The
0: truth. See, Betty knows they we're not done yet. Betty knows there's still twenty-six episodes.
2: Twenty-six.
0: Yeah, I think My so. It was only
2: twenty-two this is... episodes. Even.
0: Gosh, what episode was this? This is eight. This is, this is nine. This is 9. Okay, so then there's 20... No,
1: this is episode,
0: like, 13. What? No, this is episode 9 of the season. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, it says right on the the screen.
1: Uh, season
0: 2, episode uh, can 9. Just,
1: can I just look for a sec?
0: <laughs> yes, Chloe.
1: Because we've seen this, and see? this is episode 12. Oh!
0: Chapter 22, Silent Night. You're right. Yeah. We're not... Sorry. I know it's been a long season. <laughs> Not quite thirteen episodes long. This is nine, and now we take a month off to process. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't cliffhanger us. I'm kind of glad well, we're not.
1: I kind of wanted a cliffhanger to sustain me through Christmas break. Hmm. I did. I also um wanted more Tarantino episodes, mm. which I have not gotten.
0: I want to see what was set up for us on. I'm going to call it the Halloween episode, because that's really what it was, even though it was the end of November. It was basically the- The Thanksgiving
1: episode, if that's even a thing. (laughs) Um,
0: Um,
1: the other thing is, uh, that episode made reference to, like, not leaving a lot of survivors, and that really hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, we haven't had a disaster. Yeah. But that archival footage framing setup sure, uh, was foreboding.
1: yeah. And I hope you use it, Riverdale. Please mm-hmm. actually use it, and don't just not use it.
0: <laughs> and like that setup of the creepy, the whole town is guilty thing. Yeah, haven't gotten to that yet. Haven't seen the consequences for Josie, the Josie plot line at yeah. all. We know Svenson was watching. Yeah, we now know that Svenson is involved with the Black Hood murders, whether or not he is yeah. Black Hood classic.
1: I think I wonder if maybe Svenson was trying to protect the kids.
0: Yeah, well, I, Something he took his, he took off. the first out, and he didn't fight, and he seemed like way less effective murderer than the black hood classically has been.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's more to come. Mm-hmm. There's more to come. Hal Cooper's still on the table. The mystery older brother is still on the table. Yeah,
2: yeah. I wouldn't be half as
0: suspicious if we hadn't, you know, pointedly killed Svenson before he could say anything. And made such points of leaving so many loose ends. You all are with us, right gang? Like, we all know this isn't done. We're all Betty Cooper today.
1: We're all Betty Cooper today. Accurate.
0: Um, Just making out with Archie in the darkness.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see where Betty's character goes. I wonder if they're just going to let her be Dark Betty.
0: Next year. Yeah? Next year. Well, she's got some more sleuthin to do. Yeah. She's probably I wonder how many episodes she's going to follow that hunch before we get some uh, some substantial indication that By the we're way, not
1: next year's only 18 days away.
0: Oh gosh, isn't it? Hey.
1: So, that's important. Um yeah, anyway, um I want Betty to um yeah, I want Betty to be dark Betty. Hmm. I want I want I just want to write the next <laughs> half season of Riverdale for them.
0: I have a fanfic site to introduce you to Chloe. Fill no, but it, I want it, fill it to it be it to real. Your heart's content.
1: I want it to be real.
0: Well, if art is substantial enough, eventually the fanfic becomes real. That's what Star Wars is now.
1: That's true. Yeah, and I guess also the show is just fanfic.
0: Yes, yes, the show is an adaptation of a. But... Uh, Eighty year old property, the original creators of whom died decades ago. We're in like seventh generation creative filter here.
1: But also in addition, you saw what happened to Sherlock when the fans got too involved or when the writers listened to the fans too much. The third well, season. Well you of did. Sherlock I not great.
0: I peeled off. I couldn't get into Sherlock. It was, Oh, you didn't? Uh you know what? Season one was queer baby as hell and it threw me completely. Um What? Yeah. Like I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well made, but I don't like um, the second
1: season, the second episode of the first season to be mm. fair. I don't like it. I like the first and third episodes and I like mm. all of season 2. You don't really you find it queer baby?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, they they definitely tease at the the coupleliness.
1: I just thought that was times. an interesting I I felt like the problem was the mm-hmm. was not the relationship. Mm. I felt the problem was like everyone's attitude to it.
0: It's been i i i was not that deeply invested in it. It's been a couple of years since I've watched, so that's so um, funny. You probably I didn't remember clock that. more robustly than I do. I
1: didn't clock but, that. Um, I think yeah. I have the opposite reaction to a lot of queers when I see queer, queer, possibly queer relationships in mm. shows. Is I go, you're probably gonna get that wrong. Don't do it.
0: Mm. Um.
1: Interesting. Except for Moose and Kevin, I want them to get together, but they'll probably <laughs> do
0: it wrong. <sighs> I mean, yes, but we 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 we're gonna keep trying. And eventually, some straight creator with straight producers won't screw it up. And then it'll win all the Academy Awards or something. That's usually what happens when one gay thing slips through every five years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Accurate.
0: I mean, Call Me Accurate. By Your Name seems to be the the jam of indie queer. I don't times. know what that is. Um, it's super trope, honestly, by the looks of it. I hear wonderful things about it as a film from everyone who's seen it oh, across demographics. Oh, is this the one but with
1: Saoirse that's like... S- I'm not sure if they're in it.
0: Um, it is uh army Arm- Arm- hammer, Ham- hammer, army Arm- hammer, and uh, Timothy Shuttman, I think. Um, it's a it's a coming of age romance story with a seventeen year old kid and his older first lover, and it's,
1: oh, okay, no, it's not the same thing yet. Yeah,
0: it's um one of those like premises that feels very trope classic, like. Romantic Europe and young love and uh, coming of age gay story yeah. and um the huh. the premise threw me just a little bit um I'm not terribly fond of uh teenagers and older older men love stories in general no. but um I hear it spectacularly well done and hmm. on the whole a non power abusive balanced relationship but also kind of weird and kinky in some other ways and mm. it's yeah it it occupies that lovely niche of of gay cinema of it takes a lot of the trope boxes but apparently it takes them very very well yeah that's anyway, interesting. I'm, I'm sure i'll see it eventually but
1: um i was just thinking back over this season mm-hmm. a lot has happened yes there was the militia. Yep. There was the class war.
0: There was the gang war.
1: There was the gang war.
0: There's the second gang war, I think. Coming? No, I I mean, no. there, was, there was the class... Well, no, the kid, the, you're right, you said the class war. That's what I was thinking of with the other gang wars. Yeah,
1: but also, like, let's be honest, the cops and um, normal people, that's a gang war in a way. <laughs>
0: and a class war.
1: And a class war. So many different wars. Um... The cool Tarantino episode. We saw more of Mary McCoy. We saw more mm-hmm. of Josie. Mm-hmm.
0: Some cool adult characters got some developments and yeah. moved along nicely. Um, um we... these kids are in a real deep mess right now. Yeah, right? we
1: got some small town gay realness from Kevin Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lots happened this season.
0: Um, it's also easy to forget how abruptly and urgently this all happened in in world time, right? In that last um mm-hmm. last season ended in snowy times. I think we're in the same year. Mm. I, I, I don't think a whole year has passed in Riverdale, because the the Jason oh. Blodom, Blossom murders were solved, and then very abruptly, Mr. Andrews got shot.
1: Didn't we have some sort of prom?
0: There, yes, there was a dance. I don't think it was a prom. Well, no, it's not it's...
1: prom. They haven't graduated. But when yeah. does when does um the jubilee? That's kind of the end of their school year, isn't it?
0: Mm. it's Christmas right now, so... I know. I don't think... I don't know. I don't feel like it's been nine months of blackhood in Riverdale. You're right. Right?
1: I agree. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, because the first episodes were them just going back to school. It's been three months for them, just like it's mm-hmm. been three months for us.
0: So placing Riverdale in the Midwest, let's assume that their first earliest snow, even if it's an early year, is like October, November, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, This is all about a month of in-world time in that case because we're going then from late november early no- late october early november to like christmas that's been nine episodes
1: i'm not sure i'm not sure that's interesting yeah, yeah.
0: i'm not sure how much the show is thought about that especially because the snow is all gone because this was filmed over the summer or something also um, it's
1: vancouver yeah
0: <laughs> and like I mean they they had the snow last year so they used it. Yeah. Who wouldn't? That yeah. uh that like shot. But um oh yeah. I guess like it I'm it's got to be a Chinook year in Riverdale, cuz it yeah. doesn't <laughs> look very snowy.
1: <laughs> I think even though I think those happen in the Midwest sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, over the Rockies.
1: Gang, it's been quite a it's been quite an autumn. Yeah. And a winter, and um technically it's not winter yet, but who's counting? And um we're going to take a break mm. because there's nothing to talk about. But we might maybe, maybe
2: mm-hmm.
0: have an mm-hmm. episode
1: in the break It just would to keep your appetites whetted.
0: Probably it'd be a Christmassy episode. Or, oh, well, we, I had talked about, um, all right, well, our next episode is on January 17th. Yes. And we're well. Yes, Thinking, sorry. maybe, hoping, planning to come on back to you with another hiatus episode, even though it's only been a couple weeks since our last one. Mm. Um, that would be probably on the 11th or so, you know, our regular time slot if there were an episode that week. Um, we're going to just date on what we've seen these past nine episodes and um, come back with some fresh new theories once we've gotten all the holiday cheer out of our system. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of eggnog. A lot of, I I, I've got a vegan eggnog recipe I'm eager to try.
1: I actually had vegan eggnog last night that was absolutely delicious. Mm. My roommate is vegan, Kay, formerly mm-hmm. of, well, we are formerly of their studio. Yes. And uh, they went to the vegan supply store and got all sorts of delicious vegan cheeses as well as vegan eggnog. And oh, it was excellent.
0: excellent. I have a gift basket waiting for me when I'm back on the farm in Alberta. Um, of all places in uh, Mary Rain, Alberta, a tiny hamlet.
2: Com- comparable
0: to, yeah, comparable to ghee, my actual home hamlet in size. And the, like, there's maybe 20 to 40 people in this place. Um, and one of those houses is now a, uh, vegan, gluten-free, uh, bakery. Oh. Um, and as I understand, the story of it is that, um, this bakery is owned by a family who had a young child with severe dietary restrictions. In our region, there, um, there ain't much. Uh, You pretty much have to drive two hours and go to the health food store to find any sort of robust options for Mm. um, challenging diets and allergy restrictions. So their solution was, well, we're going to do it ourselves. And because it's very expensive to do these things in small scale, they just opened a cottage industry.
1: That's so um, great.
0: And do all sorts of vegan cheese. And I and much of my mother's family are severely lactose intolerant, um, much as I cheat. Much as she cheats, she for years had the habit of eating a big chunk of cheesecake every Christmas and then spending the next six hours complaining about feeling ill, but insisting that it wasn't the cheesecake. <laughs> um, no lie, we once ate an entire cheesecake together in the parking lot um, because we mom. were picking up. Um, and you, <laughs> we were picking up desserts for a big family Christmas, and we'd been talking about cheesecake for two hours on the drive. <laughs> to the city and we got there and the cheesecake was very expensive and very tiny and she kind of looked at me and said well we can't bring that to share (laughs) (laughs) and so like we got we got brownies for the family everyone in the family was well well nourished
2: that's
1: better yes (laughs) that's so delightful i'm so pleased you did that with your mother
0: yes um so i've got that waiting for me in the north in the great north um yeah and I, I, I have another idea a brewing in that I'm going to take a poke into some of the boxes of my old Archie comics and see if um, any inspiration strikes for something creative. Um, we will be separated for the holidays as I jet yeah. off to Alberta in the northern abyss of Tundra for a while. And <laughs> you're not going anywhere this year?
1: No, I'm staying here. I'm uh, My parents live in Vancouver. I have family on the east coast of the United States, but we're not going there this year. Hmm. We are staying here.
0: So we'll be separate, but um, maybe we can have an adventure in recording Skype conversations. Are
1: we ever truly separate, Ryan? Y-
0: y- yes. Yes, <laughs> the answer's <is> yes. Yes. <laughs> Frequently. I was, I was trying Do,
1: to make this into we're... some sort of beautiful friendship moment that neither of us actually feel that comfortable with. So, yeah.
0: We haven't lived together in almost 4 years. Also,
1: also you need separation from the people you love.
0: It's healthy in fact.
1: It's, yes, yeah, it's independence. Really um, but I
0: enjoy our non-separate times, Chloe. <laughs> thank Chloe you. we podcast together, right?
1: Uh, accurate. Okay, uh, well, Riverdale Gang is recorded on, and Riverdale is shot on unceded Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish territory. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much to Mike and Thunderquack. Mm-hmm. I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. And have a wonderful holiday, however you may happen to celebrate it. Also, happy Hanukkah to those who are currently celebrating.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, this is the third day?
1: I think this is day two, but we're both flagrant goyim, so we're not sure.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) But happy Hanukkah nonetheless. Yay. Take care, Riverdale gang.
0: Happy break. See you in New Year, gang.
1: See you in 2018.